0: It was Wednesday, the day of the week when it feels like Friday will never arrive, and it was cold, not cold enough for snow, but that autumn cold, bright and bitter, the wind sharp with the promise of winter. It was no day to be outside. It was a day to be inside, curled up on the couch with a steaming mug of hot chocolate. But it was Wednesday, so Belladonna Johnson was not curled up on the couch. She was walking to school, her old pink backpack slung over one shoulder, the sad remnants of the fake fur edging on the hood of her coat clumping into spikes in the morning mist, and her eyes fixed on the pavement beneath her feet. She stopped when she reached the end of the road and looked up. Her hair hung like two lank black curtains on either side of her face, and her dark blue eyes peered out from behind the strands, like a jungle animal peering from the undergrowth. They were already there lining up on the pavement outside the school, waiting for the bus. And they were all pretty happy about it, from the look of things. Belladonna hesitated for a moment, then trudged on, her eyes back on the ground. She hated school trips. She hated the run-down buses they had to take, the screaming and laughing of her classmates, the stapled worksheets they were supposed to complete at the end, and the fact that you never knew who, or what, you might meet. It hadn't always been that way, of course. There was a time when she had felt the same as everyone else, that any excuse to get out of school was good, even last term when the whole class thought they were going to Robinson's Biscuit Factory only to discover they were off to Denison's assembly plant, a grey stone building full of hermetically sealed spotless rooms where rows of men and women put PCs together. They all liked using computers, but there's nothing particularly interesting about watching a bunch of miserable-looking people building them. And this time, the trip was definitely going to be Arkbath Hall. It had been organized by Mr. Watson, the history teacher, and he wasn't a bait-and-switch kind of guy. And that made it worse. Belladonna sat down on the crumbling low stone wall, confining the collection of scrubby bushes and weeds that half concealed the entrance to the school. She pushed her hood back and lowered her backpack onto the wet pavement. It would be all right, she thought, if she could tell the difference. But she couldn't and she lived in fear of someone, Sophie Warren in particular, catching her talking to nothing. She bit her lip and racked her brain for an excuse that would convince Mr. Watson that she'd be better off going to see the school nurse. It seemed to take forever. Belladonna could feel the chill from the cold stone wall working its way into her bones, and even the boisterous conversations of the other kids began to subside as they shivered in the October air, "'the wind whipping around the girls' pink knees "'and the boys remembering that school uniform trousers "'are anything but substantial. "'It was nearly a quarter past nine "'before the ancient green city bus rolled up to the curb "'and Mr. Watson left the cosy confines of the staff room "'and strode down the path to herd his charges aboard. "'Mr. Watson was only about thirty "'and imagined that the kids thought he was rather cool. "'They didn't, of course. "'To them, he seemed terribly old.' with his steadily increasing bald spot, dismal ties and graph paper patterned shirts. He tried to make history entertaining, but most of his students weren't really interested. For twelve-year-olds, the events leading up to the Civil War were dull as dishwater, and Charles I gave every impression of deserving what he got, though it seemed to be taking a long time to get to that part. Beheadings are far more fascinating than Acts of Parliament. Belladonna watched as everyone else clambered onto the bus, chatting and yelling. Once they were all packed in, Mr. Watson looked around and saw her sitting on the wall. Come on, Johnson, he said cheerily, all aboard. Belladonna got up and walked over to him. I don't think I can go, sir, she whispered. I don't feel very well. Watson looked at her for a moment. She gazed back, her chin slightly lowered, and her eyes tilted up toward the teacher. This, she knew, had the general effect of making her eyes seem huge and sad, like one of those big-eyed children with a single plastic tear on the cheaper sort of greeting cards. She could tell that he wasn't buying it this time, though. Six months ago, he would have let her go, but it had been nearly a year since the accident, and Belladonna had noticed that all the adults around her had apparently decided that it would probably be best if they tried the life-goes-on approach.